Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Sorry for the delay, guys. Today is July 26th. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Ready and PC does conduct conference calls each single day. For those people who are, um, for those people who are in the conference call, please raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name to ask the question. For those people who are in, out, outside listening to this conference call, you can check our timings at rnlawgroup.com. You'll be announced with your, la, uh, with your name to ask the question, guys. Urvi? Yes. Uh, uh, hello, can you listen to me, Mr. Rahul? Yes, I can. Yeah, uh, hello, sir. So uh, I have a question for my mother's uh, visitor B visa extension, B2 uh-huh. visa. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, we have applied for her extension and we have got an appointment for biometrics on 17th August. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is the extension is expiring on the 31st August. So we have a question that after the, the fingerprinting is done, if she leaves the country before the approval comes, is it okay the application will be denied or what would happen? If the biometrics is done and yes. if she leaves the country, the application will be processed accordingly. It will not be denied because she left the country. Okay. So is it okay if she left the country or we should like wait for her uh, approval to come? Uh, when is the biometrics? Did you got the biometrics? Yes, we got the biometrics on 17th August. There is no need for her to wait. If she has to leave, she can leave. Yes. Once the biometrics okay. is done, she's good to leave. Okay, and there is no other thing which is need to be done from my side? No, ma'am. Nothing no, need okay. to be done. Not really to be done. So, okay, that's just that's my question. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Pritam? Rahul, able to hear me? Yes, I can fit up. So, so uh, my H1 expiry is on 31st July and uh, my I-94 expiry is on 10th of August. So I have 10 more days. So uh, my I-140 is in process. Is is there a possibility that I can work after 31st of July and my attorney no. will... Okay. No, sir. So I can stay, you can but stay I can't in the country, but you cannot work. You're right. Okay, and uh, I can file the processing like H-1B extension, everything, but I cannot work. You're absolutely right. You cannot work. Okay, thank you. Rupert? Rupert? Hello, can you hear me? No, can you hear me? Rupert here. Hello? Yes, yes we can. Okay, sorry about that. 
I was muted and I was double muted. Uh, well, good afternoon, Mr. Rahul. Uh, my question is, uh, I recently got my perm uh, approved and uh, my lawyer is currently working on, on, uh, on the I-140 application. And it's already been three weeks and he's still working on it. And I'm anticipating that they would most likely uh, be uh, ready to file it either this week or next week. So given that uh, they would file sometime this week or next week, my question is, uh, can this is this is going uh, uh, this is going to be a new filing? So, would I be allowed to file the I one forty under premium processing? That's my absolutely, question. absolutely. Premium processing we don't recommend to only people who are filing who have already used the labor certification and labor certification has expired. In your application, absolutely process. Hello? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. Any other questions? Yeah. Uh, so uh, the second thing I wanted to know is, uh, I heard that, like uh, for some of them, uh, when you uh, file it uh, under uh, the premium processing, they actually send it back and then you have to keep uh, uh, like retrying it over and over. So that is, that that is that- no, that is not true. When it comes to the fresh labor certification, that may be true and that is true uh, for the people who are filing um, based on the old labor certification. Yours is a fresh that is not applicable to your next person, please. Okay, Rahul. Thank you. Anwar? Yeah, hi. Thank you so much, uh, Rahul, for your time. I really appreciate your help. I just wanted to check with you, like I just got my green card approved and I got the approval letter. Uh, mm-hmm. However, I also got the, from my lawyer, I got the scanned copy of my green card. Uh, I got approved in EB2 category, but on the green card, my category is showing as E27. When I Googled it, it's for the spouse. And my wife also has E27. My kid has the right category E28. I checked with my lawyer and they're saying that it doesn't matter. So, and they said, if you try to fix it, we have to give our green cards back to USAS. So, wanted your expert opinion on it. I kind of agree with your lawyer. Oh, okay. So, I should just ignore it and it's not going to create me any problems while, say, like traveling to India or so, maybe... Uh, 99.9% it doesn't create any problem. Sending green card back to them and ask to redo the whole thing, you have a 40% chance of problem. So you pick one of the evil. Less than 1%, 40%. <laughs> okay. And yeah. okay. You, make good, you make good money with for us too. Oh, really? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Because 40%, when you get into trouble, we make money. <laughs> okay, understood. <laughs> okay, understood. All right, then I just I'll just be happy with the green card. Then I should not I should just ignore that category. It's up to you. It's up to you. That's up to you. If you want to feed lawyers, you may do a different thing. Next person, please. Thank you so much. I will appreciate it. Pratik, your lawyer is a good lawyer. Yeah. Uh, Namaste, Rahul Garu. Actually, I filed filed for my EB three EB two to EB three downgrade on six twenty four, and. I mean, I haven't received any communication. I'm trying to, you know, check with my lawyer. I'm not getting any updates. So what is the best way to, uh, you know, circle back with USCIS and to check where the status is? 
it's taking about one and a half month nowadays to get an I-140 receipt notice. Is it a premium processing or normal processing? It is a premium processing. Uh, I got a receipt notice as of November 23rd, uh, 2020. But I'm confused. You filed in June, you got in November. No. So what I'm saying, I'm, I filed the premium of my EB, uh, two to EB3 downgrade on 624. The receipt notice is as of, uh, 1123. 2020. So this is for the application that you already filed in November. You yes. are trying to upgrade it to premium processing. Yes, Rahul. Yeah, some of the, I want, uh, um, as the other caller was pointing out, some of the premium processings are getting rejected though. Mm-hmm. So people like, like our law office, we get rejected. We just keep on refiling. No, we haven't received the rejected notice as well. Nothing has come. Maybe your lawyer received it. He's not notifying it either. Okay. Okay. Because most of the case, what has happened, uh, they have asked a 30 days. Let me tell you our office policy though. Okay. If we get the rejection, we give, sometimes give the notification to the uh, employee. We don't, most of the time we don't because we charge very less money for the premium processing and we don't want to keep on giving the tracking number to the people though. But we keep refiling as soon as we get the rejection. So if your lawyer is like me, then he is not informing you. That's, that's perfectly okay. And there is nothing you can do right now. And some of the law firms, every time you get any receipt, anything, they will inform you by fax, by mail, by certified mail, by phone call. But for each of those things, they charge a hundred dollars. Okay, so what should I be doing? Should I uh... do, do nothing right now? Just wait until your lawyer informs you if the premium processing has been accepted. Okay, thank you. Thanks a lot. Next person, please. Sitara? Sitara? Hi. Yeah, I'm here. Um, good evening, sir. Um, my case is EB2 straight filing and filed in October and my case was approved today. But I filed for my husband and also 18-year-old son. And his case, their case was not, there is no change, change of status for them. And my husband company, they also filed for my husband and for my son. And ah. with, with the amended I-140 and that is still pending. So is there anything that we need to do? Yeah, what normally happens is when there are Two four eight five spending though, okay. When there are two four eight five spending, they will request you to withdraw one of the four eight five application. Okay. And because mm-hmm. why your husband's and your child's four eight five is not approved? Okay, because my husband company says uh, they usually will approve my case. I uh, my my dependent cases and then they will send a notice saying that they are permanent citizen already permanent yeah they cannot approve their cases that's what they theirs say. Is, but theirs is not approved is right correct yeah he his i amended i-140 and uh, 485 is still pending okay so yeah when two 485 applications are pending for one mm-hmm. person they will not approve it they will request them to withdraw the other one before approving it Okay. Should we wait until we receive a notice from USCIS or does my husband company should send a notice for withdrawal? I would not do anything. I'll wait for them to issue an RFP. Okay. Okay. Okay, sir. Okay. Do you have an idea how, how long will it take? It may take one month. It may take six months. 
that's the reason sometimes filing 2485s is not recommended though okay because my son he is almost 18 my husband priority date was very earlier so that's why we I got, got the, I, I know I know yes. I got the point yeah okay okay sir thank you that's all thank i you. have typically one to two months ma'am 80% of the time next person please okay thank you karan hi sir um, this is karan my question is about accepting promotions on h1b so i came in 2013 as a computer systems analyst and then 4 years ago i was promoted to a supervisor i didn't have any issues during the renewal uh, in 2019 uh, but now uh, they're offering me a manager position like you know data manager uh, so would it be okay to accept it without the amendment um it depends on is it considered to be a significant amount of job duty changes or not if it is significant amount of job duty changes we call it as material changes though mm-hmm. um so if your hr and you will determine that it is not a material change though then it is not got it so and- i normally will have the hr and the employee sit down and issue uh, make a note in there saying that since the job duties are similar they are not material change i'll put the note in there and then have them clarify and not file an amendment if they both decide that it is a material change then i will tell them to file an amendment now if they move into a managerial position like you within the same job description i give the option to them but if you were to move into becoming a lawyer like me from a software person then i don't give them the discretion i don't tell them and then it's a material change i just tell them it is it is material change i will not give them an option got it and sir uh, for the i485 like you know whenever the priority date becomes current do i have to go back to the original position or would it be okay to be a manager? natural increment in the position is okay nobody else questions on that at this point of time so natural increment is perfectly okay all right thank you thank you Prabha Hi Rahul uh thank you for taking my question so my question here is currently i am on l1 status l1b so i came from india 2019 november now my company filed my h1 and it got picked up so my currently my husband was l2b so he was working for a different firm and they also filed their h1 it didn't got picked up now my company filed my h1b and from current october i will be on h1 and my husband will be on h4 so he will lost his job now our problem is what will be the best option for us to you know uh, should we get him on f1 and currently india is allowing you know if he go back because if he file change of status is going to take from l1 to h4 anyhow like you know um, 10 months and from h4 to f1 again uh, some same amount of time so and if you go back what to india what language you this what language you speak um hindi english both okay aisa karna hai lakdi todna nahi hai saap bhi marna hai exactly uske liye what we have to do is the best way that i would suggest is that he is going to in your change of status will be approved on october 1st is right yes Uh, it's already approved and and it will be come october 1st so on october 1st he will become illegal is it right no he will be on h4 his h4 will be pending approval for pending uh, approval okay 
yeah, and that will take a long time for him to get the approval. So Correct. we can actually move him back to L2. Uh, no, because my company is asking me for H1 and they, I'll be H1 on H1 on uh, 1st October. But can they allow you to work on L, L, L1B if you're okay with it? No, no. So now, and the another option, my company, my husband's company is obviously better than mine, and they are giving him an option to uh, transfer to India. So if I, in that case, I'll be here, he will be in India. And luckily, so now, <laughs> uh, no, but the option is for us, either he leaves his job and be here with me on a dependent, but for H4, there is no way of further working, right? Because once I'll be on H1, after that, like there's a long story to get I-140 and right, those right. things. So now we are and like totally helpless and uh, don't know what to do next. And your company is not okay to move you back to L1? No, no. They are because on L1, they are saying the extension rate is very less and the rejection is very high. Yeah, but, but uh, when is your L1 expiring though? It's, it's uh, uh, January. January of 2021. Correct. And they, uh, a, for the longer when, when, when did they said this story to you that the L1 extensions are tough? Like while applying for my H1. While okay. filing my... Between that time to right now, there is a memo that was passed by USCIS that says that extension should be granted and the burden moves to the USCIS if they don't want to grant the extension. Yeah, but somehow my company already filed it. Now they they are like not willing to because for with H1 they are getting three years. Okay, so what is what is your proposal now? Send him back to India and then what? So I'm asking for like uh, like if he get can he, is there any chance he can get you know F1 and uh, come back? No, you know. No, F1 no, F1 he cannot work. Yeah, but F1 he can right? They are they one CPT and OPT options. They are they are all illegal, ma'am. They're not, they're all illegal. I'll tell you why. Um, there are four universities, Silicon Village University, Tri-Valley University. Okay. They give day one CPTs. Yeah. Both of the presidents of the universities are in jail right now. There are two other universities called uh, University of Northern New Jersey, Farmington University. Both of them are sting operations. You know what a sting operation is? The police yeah, officer pretends it. that he's selling a dope to you, the illegal stuff to you. You buy it, they'll bite it. They'll take you inside. Do you think so and that when if, they, do you think so that they're going if, to come? Wait, wait. Do you think so they'll come and just sell you a Pepsi Cola to you and let no. you? No, is right. So no. now when they are doing the day one CPT, that should give an idea to you. There are still a couple of other universities, Cumberland and Campusville. We openly declare them as illegal. We have put them, and they called us. We tell them, we tell them you're illegal people. You're doing all so what if, he, if he go for a F1 and, you know, for, do for semesters, you know, first, first semester he do legally no, uh, no, six, six, seven no, months and then move to CPT. No, ma'am. We do not recommend any day one CPT universities. Even no, no, not if, day one. Believe, not day one. As F1 is Wait, wait, ma'am. Even if, here is a though, okay? You go into the entire drug place where all they sell all the bad things. You may be drinking a Coca-Cola, though, it's not good for you to be there. Okay? And you're telling their their entire operations are illegal. First, number one. Number two, 
F1 requires that person must have a temporary intent to come and stay in this country. And if he goes and he tries to come back, his wife is already here. Okay. Um, so he has a chance that he has a good chance of getting F1 rejected. Okay. So either choose, don't choose the F1 option according to my recommendation. That's up to you if you choose it. Next person, please. But I strongly thank recommend you. don't choose F1. Next person, thank, please. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you so much. Okay. Hi, Rahul. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I have two questions for you. <clears throat> I have a baby due in October and my parents wanted to come visit. Do you think they could get an NIE? For no. For that reason? No. Not for that reason. No, not good enough. No, not good enough. Okay. Um, secondly, my priority date is um, May 21st, 2015. And mm-hmm. um, EB3 India. After mm-hmm. the last conversation with Charlie, I was feeling a bit less encouraged and that mm-hmm. my date will be reached. What do you think are the chances? I think so. chances are good. They're adjudicating a lot of cases right now because of the pressure that is getting built up on USCIS. A lot of people who are getting interviews, green cards. If you have recalled one of the ladies just called in and showed she got the green card. There are a lot of people right. like that. So I still feel very encouraged that the dates and there's a lot of pressure on them. They either, if they don't, our office is going to go against USCIS for, and the state department for discrimination. This is the only time Indians got a chance in the past 25 years. And now they don't want to. We're going to go for discrimination. Do you think the dates will be based on filing date? For the I-485? Yeah, yeah. It will be filing dates. It will be filing dates. Next person, please. Thank you. Sharda? Yeah, hello, Rahul Garu. Yes. So, I have a question. Uh, My priority date is Jan uh, 2011, EP2. So, I applied in October 29th, I-485. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I got uh, EAD for a couple of years, mm-hmm. 2023. So I was mm-hmm. just hoping that uh, this year they'll give green card uh, directly instead of EAD, right? Mm-hmm. So how, how, what are my chances of getting? Just because, just because you got the EAD doesn't mean that you won't get the green card. Okay. So, uh, how are the chances of me getting my... I... Let me ask you, your I-140 yeah. is approved, your biometrics is done? Yeah, I, I, biometrics done on April 1st. Uh, and your uh, and your medicals are submitted? Medicals yeah, are submitted. I submitted, yes. So you, have, you, have a, you have a good chance, but there is nothing you can do about it right now. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Andy. Sai Prasad? Sai Prasad? Are you able to hear me? Yes. Yeah, I'm in uh, EB1C category. I'm applying I-140 in EB1C category. Uh, my attorney was saying that uh, applying in I-140 in consular process will get process, get passed very fastly than AOS method. Uh, even I'm in US. Is it correct? Um, that's not, I don't agree with that statement though, but you have nothing to lose though. Here is the thing. If you do in the consular processing, you can convert into adjustment of status. No problem. But if you do the adjustment of status, if you want to convert into consular processing, it will take extra two years. So you have nothing to lose to 
to go in that. I don't agree with the yeah. statement, but I will still follow the direction. Yeah, he was telling the same thing. There is no issue if it, it won't delay anything, but it will get processed fast. Uh, yeah, it will take. If you want to go constant processing, just I would say that two years is the time you save. Okay. Next yep. person. Thank you. Thai. Hey Rahul, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, my uh, EB3 I140 got approved, um, and uh, uh, my date became current in uh, July. Visibility? Uh, no, the August one. Um, so. Feb, Feb 2013 is my priority date, right? So should I wait till August 1st to send in my medicals or... Um, I'll send it right in- now. I'll send it right now. Okay. Okay. Is there, any, is there any criteria that they will accept, not accept because the date There's, hasn't... I cannot... I can, no, there's nothing like because of that. They may accept and okay. may not accept. Okay. But it's a 50-50 chance. Okay. Thank you. Vishnu? Uh, hi, Rahul. Yes. Oh, hi, Rahul. I just uh, heard that if your advanced parole has been uh, canceled due to travel outside the country, the uh, USCIS can um, cancel the whole application. If your advanced parole is canceled because you travel, you travel outside, outside the country. And so let me, come back. So, so what visa you are in? Uh, H1. It is applicable to all other non-immigrant visas except H1 and L1s. So if you are on E1 visa, R1 visa, P1 visa, Q1 visa, O1 visa, uh, F1 visa, B1 visa though, yeah, you travel outside, they will deny the 43 application. But that is not applicable if you are in H1 or L visa. Okay, only this category is excluded. Right. Every other category, they'll deny it. Oh, okay, great. And in your uh, knowledge, I-140 are coming um, uh, approved, uh, which was applied in October last year without premium or still? Very less. There are very, 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 very less. If I were you, I would invest in it. And if I needed to, I'll do Uber once I get the green card. To pay for the, I will do the Uber to pay the two thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, all right, okay. So we'll we'll go ahead and do it. Yeah. Next question. Thank you. Santoshi. Ah, yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, so we applied for change of status from F one to H four, and we got an RFE for that as we filed after OPT ended. Yeah, like after how many days after OPT ended? It's like. uh, Two weeks, it's in the grace period. Oh, I'm very surprised. So uh, uh, then you applied for H4, is that right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, keep going. Uh, but actually, we applied for uh, OPT extension as well as it got denied. So we have to apply for this one. Why? Wait, you, you applied two weeks after the OPT expired. H4, is that right? Yes. But in the meantime, you already have applied for the OPT extension. 
Yeah, before the EAD ended, I applied for the... What's the reason why OPT extension got denied? Uh, it said late filing because we applied with the uh, uh, outdated I-765 form. Uh-huh. So now they are telling that you... So they are telling that you applied two weeks later on? Yeah, they were telling like uh, uh, I what is that I went out of status during that period um because i didn't file before the eadn did you did you worked after the opt expired uh until i got uh, uh until like a week after the opt and uh, like the opt and that i worked because i didn't get the rejection notice that we yeah. filed the- so they have a reason because what they will say is that you didn't properly file the 765 so you're not eligible to work for the 180 days since you worked for that period of time you violated the status because in the grace period you're not supposed to work yeah so, my so you case... may have you may have to leave the country and get the stamping approved okay uh, but right now like uh... I am uh, pregnant, Rahul. So, if in case yeah, I would I would recommend to your husband and to you consult a lawyer so mm-hmm. that you strategize the things better. Okay. Okay. Okay then. Next okay. person, please. Thank you. Registry. I'll take the next uh, two callers, guys. After this registry, I'll take one more caller, and then um, the next conference will be tomorrow. Go ahead, registry. Tejishri? Shashikant? Shashikant? Uh, yeah. Hello. Yes, go ahead, Shashikant. Uh, yeah, I've asked you this question before. So I was expecting the filing dates to be um, coming in. Uh, but uh, my future employer is asking me to come to his, into his payroll. Shall I go or to stay with the full time? What's your priority date? 2015 March. I'm going if I were you. So you expect the dates to be current? For the- I, I don't answer anything. You have to get it. Okay. That's all I can tell. If I were you, I am leaving the company. I'm going there right now. Next person, please. Amit. Amit? Vinuta? Hi Rahul, can you hear me? Yes ma'am. So I am currently on H1B status and um, I have my I-140 approved recently just like three days ago and I have an offer with a non-profit organization uh which has a better pay than what i'm being currently paid um so i wanted to see what are the options for me if it is a better option for me to move out and also uh do i have to stick on the current employer for 180 days um it depends on is your employer going to withdraw the i-140 or not that's the main thing that i have a problem with if so i will uh, sorry, my my current employer has a fee has a prorated fees of around I think fifteen hundred dollars to be paid if I am leaving within one year of uh, I one forty approval. Uh, I'm not worried about the fifteen hundred. You can pay them fifteen hundred, file a W four form, and they'll get the money back for you. Okay. 
the okay. labor department. I'm not worried about the $1,500. So that means that they are going to actively withdraw the I-140 application. And uh, I, I am not leaving the job right now, ma'am. I would wait until six months is over before you leave. Right now, the employment opportunities for IT field is so good. Believe me, they are so good. Um, I'm not leaving because if you leave, you go join the nonprofit organization. You don't know when the I-140 is going to be coming. Remember the first two callers? They come to the end at the sixth year end and they say, can I work the 10 years extra, 10 days extra period when the, uh, when my, uh, when my 797 expires, I-94 is valid. These are the problems you can avoid if you say for the next six months and then leave, ma'am. Okay, uh, if at all, uh, b- because the only reason to consider my new employer was I was getting almost like 20k more and also a better role. Um, if at all, uh, if there's any other chance, um, if I can, I mean, is there a way that 20k, I, I am not leaving now. Maybe 150k, okay. I'll consider. Okay. Yeah, so okay. and also just wanted to see, uh, are there any complications around moving back and forth from profit to non-profit? Not for you. Once you got been counted towards the H1 main number for the profit, for you moving the back and forth is not a problem. If you got a H1B with a non-profit, you want to move to the profit, it's a problem. Once you've been counted towards it, you never will have a problem moving back and forth. Okay. If at all, Cerner guarantees me that my I-140 will not be revoked, uh, will that be an option to consider? I. I don't know how to say. Uh, no, I will not, ma'am. If I were you, I will not. They can change their mind. Oh, okay. So the sticking to current employee for 180 days is like a hard rule, you say? It's not a hard rule, but if you want to avoid lawyers like us frequently, then that's the best thing that you can do. Otherwise, you'll keep whining at the end of fifth year, like just like the way sixth year, the first two callers were whining. Oh, okay. Uh, I have okay. like four years more for my six years of max out. Still, not on, there are two things you're missing. Not only six years max out, but what about the priority date retention? Are you married? No, I'm single. So that's even better for you to retain the priority date. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Don't close the uh, uh, conference call yet. I just want to look into some couple of comments. Uh, uh, any recommendations that you have for us to improve the conference call, guys? We'll keep the conference call open for you guys to ask the question, uh, give us any suggestions. Thank you, guys, for coming. The next conference call will be um, uh, tomorrow at 11.30. Just keep the call. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.